0: good afternoon thank you for viewing the fan page of the law office of travel travis we encourage you to uh, visit uh, like share comment on our videos also follow us on social media we're on facebook uh, twitter linkedin instagram and we recently launched our youtube channel to archive uh, these videos and more we also encourage you to visit our website uh, traveltravis.com as well as you can email us anytime at uh, traveltravis at uh, gmail.com As always, as a disclaimer, these videos are for educational and advertising purposes and is not a substitute for consulting an attorney or an accountant in your uh, state. Today we want to shift a little bit from church law back to uh, entrepreneurship law. Uh, Question, should I use my home Um, as my principal place of business Uh, the IRS allows uh, business owners to deduct um, uh, the space in a home that's used three keywords regularly exclusively and primarily as uh, the place of business so if your exclusive regular primary place of business is your home or space in your home uh, you can deduct uh, that as your expenses so essentially what you're doing rather than paying someone else rent you're essentially paying yourself rent if you will as an entrepreneur and there's two ways that your accountant can help you to calculate Uh, there's a traditional method where you take the uh, total square footage of your home uh, look at the percentage of that square footage that you're using for uh, your business, uh, determine what that percentage is, and you can use that percentage uh, for uh, mortgage, taxes, utilities, etc., to calculate your uh, um, home office or home business usage. Recently the IRS has also developed what they call a new method or a simpler method. It's very similar to um, how uh, mileage is calculated on the vehicle rather than calculating all the expenses of a vehicle The IRS allows you to uh, calculate um, or get a certain um, uh, dollar value per mile. And so the new method essentially says that $5 per square foot um, of your home up to 300 square feet uh, can be deducted as a home uh, business expense. You don't have to calculate the utilities and the uh, pest control and the security and the mortgage and the taxes. You can take the more simpler $5. Uh, per square foot for that uh, business expense now the key to this is uh, for an entrepreneur as we said regular exclusive and primary place of business Um, it's very important because this is one of the most abused uh, flagged uh, deduction on uh, individual tax returns Uh, individuals are frequently audited and in many cases, are required to pay fines and penalties uh, for abusing uh, arguably this privilege. Uh, the key to it is making sure one that you have a legitimate business. Uh, what are, what is your real business? It can't be just a hobby, a side gig. It may not be your primary source of income, but it should be considered uh, to be a business as opposed to just something you do haphazardly, irregularly, um, and not on a consistent uh, basis. The second key feature is we talked about the exclusive primary place of business. It's important that this room that you use is used only for business. It can't be the the child's nursery, the kids play area. It can't be the uh, guest room. Uh, It can't be the computer room for the family and the computer that you use for your business. And so it's very important uh, that this is a dedicated, devoted, segregated space in the home that is not really used by anyone else in the home or used as a regular part of your home. It is essentially a home office, home uh, operating center, a home uh, storage, depending on the nature of um, your business. So unless you have an exclusive, dedicated space that you can call your primary place of business, you may want to be careful in uh, claiming a home office expense deduction on your taxes. Now, five things I want to briefly share with you to consider uh, for uh, determining whether you want to have a home um, office. Number one, what is the nature of your business? In other words, what type of business uh, do you have? Uh, It's different if you're an event planner and you do most of your Uh, meetings by telephone or you go to the client's location but you need a place perhaps to store your archives or to uh, have your computer and your fax machine and perhaps your Rolodex and you just have a place that you can say this is where I I uh, conduct my business. Someone else may have an online business and they use uh, their home office not only to take orders but maybe as a storage place if they're uh, t-shirts or they're into clothing maybe that's their sewing room but also the place where they store uh, their inventory that they're going to ship out. Uh, Someone else may also uh, use that as a a minister, may use it as a primary place that they study, as well as that they counsel, especially they do a lot of counseling over the telephone, or perhaps even in person. If They have a place where they take parishioners or people who come for counseling, and they can take them uh, to that uh, exclusive area, private area for counseling. Uh, so we think about a person who perhaps is a graphic designer who doesn't need a lot of office space, largely their computer. Uh, if this computer is in a exclusive uh, space, a segregated space, and they claim that is their work area, perhaps it's quiet, perhaps well lit, perhaps it's a place where they can uh, get their creative juices flowing or what have you, then they may want to use um, a home-based Uh, business so number one what is the nature of your business Uh, number two how much space is available in your home and how much much space is really required for um, your business so when you talk about uh, the, the home office deduction we said it must be exclusive space that's used as the primary location for your business so you may have an extra bedroom that you do not need for your family or for guests is really, truly extra. There may be a portion of your basement that you can segregate off, that this part is the family room or the uh, recreation room, but then, perhaps you have a partition, a wall, separate entrance, and say, well, this half of the basement is exclusively used for um, my business. You may have an attic. You may have a spare garage or storage space. Some have the apartment that's kind of over top of the uh, garage area. So you have to think about what space do I have in my uh, uh, living place? And let me, let me do this sidebar. Um, the home office deduction can also be used not only for places that you own, but also the home that you uh, rent. So if you're renting an apartment, and I've had many entrepreneurs, especially my student entrepreneurs, uh, they, they will rent a two-bedroom apartment and use the second bedroom as their studio, as their storage and place for uh, Their clothing line. Okay, so it doesn't have to be necessarily a home that you own, but it should be your residence and it should have a devoted space for um, your business. So, also, when you start thinking about your space requirement, kind of even linking to uh, the nature of your business do you require uh, special restrooms? Uh, do you want them to use your in home restrooms? Uh, do you need a special interest? Do you want people coming through the regular front door? Do you want them to have uh, a separate interest as business client. How much parking do you have? How much parking do you need? Uh, once again, maybe if you were trying to run a salon out of your house, then parking may be more important than perhaps someone who does graphic designs where they're very unlikely to have uh, uh, many clients at any particular time uh, to visit their home. Also in terms of security. So once again, you gotta think about what I need to renovate this room? also in terms of safety so once again number two space availability as well as the space uh, requirement number three i want you to think about the type of clients uh, that you may have are they pretty much friends are they pretty much family are they known customers Uh, are they people that will be coming by appointment or are they random unannounced strangers uh, that's going to be coming in and out of your home uh, how long are they going to stay if they come? So you think about someone, if you have an in-home salon, once again, the person may stay for two to four hours uh, to get their hair done. Okay? So you got to think about, do you really want uh, people lingering around your home on a regular basis for prolonged periods um, of time? Now, on the other hand, someone may have an in-home daycare center where the kids are there from uh, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and they're there for a long period of time. So once again, you have to think about the length of stay. You also have to think about uh, the nature or the character, the type of people um, that you may have coming in. Uh, I remember very early in my career, one of my coworkers uh, had some nephews that got in trouble. And so he brought them to my house. I nearly uh, passed out. I didn't have my children at the time, but uh, I did not want um, clients who arguably had Uh, done some uh, illegal things visiting my home. And so you have to think about what is the nature of the business? What is the nature of the clients that are going to be coming? Uh, Will they also be staying late hours? Um, I've known of entrepreneurs, for example, that I've had in-home music studios or in-home photography studios. And sometimes those uh, uh, recordings and that time in the studio or uh, doing photography can go very late into the hour. And so once again, do you want people um, in your home, 12, 1, 2 o'clock, especially when you start thinking about if you have a spouse, you have children and the potential of them roaming into different areas of the home. Uh, Once again, once again, you have to think about number three, the type of clients um, that you're going to have with your business. So number one, think about the nature of your business. Number two, your space available and space requirements. Number three, Think about the type of clients that you're going to have. And once again, how well do you know them? How long are they going to be staying? Are they the type of people do you want to come into your home? Or even if they're very familiar people, where they uh, blur the lines between a business visit and a personal visit. And you find them um, at your kitchen, going in your refrigerator, you know, going in your personal space because, oh, you know, you've been doing my hair for 20 years and I feel like family and you say no I want to treat business as business family as family and if your clients can't respect that, that, that line uh, between personal and business then once again you may have to think about either your clients or your location for your business. Uh, number four I want you to think about uh, your legal requirements. Your legal requirements uh, in particular zoning uh, from your state as well as the city as well as even your community associations Are there any rules, regulations or requirements that speak specifically to um, using a home for um, a business? Uh, Even when you're thinking about a a daycare center, um, the law may specify how many children you can have in a in-home daycare center versus a separate uh, facility. You can not run a restaurant most likely out of your uh, house but there may be, you may be able to do uh, cupcakes, cakes, pies, maybe even limited catering out of your home, depending on where uh, you live. Once again, thinking about the salon, thinking about the barbershop. I know of specific jurisdictions that has language that speaks largely to uh, pedestrian traffic. How many people are going to be coming in and out of your house? You know, are they going to be making a lot of noise? Are they going to be taking up a lot of parking? Uh, will your neighbors be complaining? And then when you think about your home, is it a townhouse? Is it an apartment? And once again, are uh, you gonna be loud? Are you gonna be up late? Are your neighbors gonna complain? I know of entrepreneurs who have had, um, done nail, uh, had a nail salon in their uh, apartment. And so the issue was the lease. The lease specifically said, uh, you're not to conduct any type of business inside of this apartment. Now, arguably, because you've done it in our home, perhaps, but in an apartment where the lease specifically speaks to that, that becomes a uh, consideration. You also have to think about your insurance, your homeowner's policy. Uh, Does it speak to operating a business, even if you're talking about a DJ or a person who has audio-visual business, storing that extra equipment at home? Do you need extra coverage on your insurance? Also, in terms of people coming in and out of your home, um, there's a higher risk uh, in terms of a person visiting your home as a business guest as opposed to a personal guest. And so there's a higher duty of care when you're inviting people to uh, conduct business or uh, potentially conduct business. When I say potentially conduct business, maybe you're having some type of, of cosmetic or jewelry fashion show in the home. It's not a guarantee that the people are going to buy what you're selling, but the intent or the purpose of them coming was for business. And so they may be family. They may be friends. They may be long-term acquaintances. But when they come to your home for uh, the purpose of business, then there's a higher duty of care. So now you have to worry about slips and falls. You have to worry about loose carpet. You have to worry about uh, your bathroom being safe. And so... Once again, when you bring people into your home for business, you have a higher duty of care to those guests than arguably you would have for a personal guest. Not that you want anybody injured, you don't want anybody to get sick, but it does take on a greater uh, duty of care uh, when they are uh, there for business purposes. And lastly, lastly, number five, I want you to think about your company image, your company image. I always share with my students two things the, the most powerful man in the world the president of the united states works out of his home um, also those of you that are cosby fans also know uh, that if you watch cosby uh, dr huxtable's uh, medical practice was in the basement and so he had a way of a separate entrance that you can get uh, downstairs from the um, street but also he had an interest from inside the house where he could go downstairs and see his clients. And that also speaks to another aspect of your um, home business. In his case, um, he saw his clients at the house in his in-home office, but when he delivered the babies, he went to the hospital. And so some of you may use your business as your primary uh, uh, headquarters for your business, But there's nothing wrong with using what has become very popular virtual meeting spaces where people will actually rent offices, uh, conference rooms, et cetera, to meet certain clients. I've known many accountants. uh, They can do a lot of their accounting work from May to December at home. But when it's tax season and they're meeting people on a more regular basis, they might rent a virtual meeting space for three months so that they have a more uh, sophisticated a little bit more prestigious looking place uh to transact that business for that particular uh season but you do have to think about the perception of your customers how do your customers even feel about coming to your house where they think of your business as any what less legitimate um, where they expect you to charge less because somehow uh, your business is not in some uh, uh nice office um, complex uh, But now with technology, the virtual meeting space, conference call, virtual meetings, there's so much more that that an entrepreneur can do from home and meet with clients without actually having to go where they are or actually come to your location. And that may even be an option as well to consider uh, even marketing and spending it as a business benefit that will come to you. Uh, So perhaps you don't want people coming to your house But you say, okay, I'll come to you, I'll meet you, what is convenient to you, your church, your business, your home. And that allows you to still have a home-based business, but perhaps prevents um, um, a lot of people from coming into your house on a regular basis. The one thing I'll say in closing is that for a young entrepreneur, just getting started, one of your major expenses will most likely be your rent. And so it is wise to consider whether or not I want this expense of signing a one-year, two-year, five-year lease for a space, for a business that I'm not sure whether it's going to be successful or how much income I'm going to generate. And then I'm now locked into a lease. I'm locked into a payment that I can't afford versus starting out small, starting out with a home-based business. Build your clientele, build your brand, build your income, and then perhaps venture out into a more permanent outside space. So I I encourage entrepreneurs to be careful not to do a lot of things merely to impress on your clients because in the end, you know your finances, you know your budget, you know your income, and your goal is to survive and to ultimately thrive. Whereas, once again, if you're bound with a lot of expenses, a lot of overhead getting started, uh, a potentially successful business can drown in debt uh, very early simply by the the choice of location in particular, uh, the lease and the amount of rent that you have to pay each month. Once again, we thank you for uh, watching this video and we encourage you to uh, like, share, comment this video on Facebook, as well as will eventually be posted on YouTube. Um, we encourage you to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, as well as our devoted page. The Law Officer Travel Travis is now a page, a channel, if you will, on YouTube. Um, as a final disclaimer, always keep in mind that our videos are for advertising and educational purposes. It is not a substitute for actually consulting an attorney or an accountant in your state. Once again, thank you um, and best wishes to you and to yours, to all my entrepreneurs. I bid you Godspeed. Good day.